People of the world, hello, hello and welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language. I, of course, am drinking delicious, unbelievably tasty jasmine green tea. Highly recommend you drink tea. It's good for you. Today on the show, we have someone who is very special for a number of reasons. Uh, reason number one uh, is he is married to Caroline, uh, one of our, the team members on Send It Rising, who is absolutely indispensable, incredible human being. And Excuse me. And so by extension, uh, so is Brian, which I will introduce you in just a second. Um, he works at Lowe's.com, which is interesting. And we have something in common. And that commonality would be our love of the cryptocurrency and that space. Not sure if you're familiar with HODL, H-O-D-L, but it's a misspelling of the word hold, which means hold on for dear life and, uh, you know, make a bunch of money in cryptocurrency. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce you to the incredible Brian Miller. Put your hands together. There he is, in all of his glory. Hey, Brian, how's life? It's awesome, Callum. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm pretty good. Uh, just did a big move, so moving is always a thing. Also, if I can uh, just for a moment show everyone that uh, Brian has the unicorn of the sea on his oh, yeah. mug. Not tea, but coffee. That's okay. That's all good. Um, that would be the narwhal. Um, okay, so as you all know with these interviews, we go all the way back. We're going to have Brian on the show again, we hope. Um, and so why don't we start with uh, where you were born or your family and that sort of stuff, and then we'll, we'll do what we do. Go ahead, Brian. Sure. I um, was born in uh, Wadsworth, Ohio. Um, interesting childhood. I uh, was born there. We moved to Wisconsin uh, at a very young age, back to Ohio, still very young, haven't even hit grade school, to uh, Pennsylvania State College right, up, right down the road from Penn State. Um, I think in third grade, we made our first trip out to Iowa, Cedar Rapids, um, uh, eventually down to Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, oh, geez. Back, back to Iowa, Cedar Rapids again. Um, I actually could see my old house down the street from my, uh, my new house. Okay. Uh, went to the same school, had my same friends. Um, and then uh, right up to uh, before high school, we moved to uh, where we currently are in Charlotte, North Carolina, but uh, Mooresville, which is about 30 minutes north of Charlotte. So okay. got, to, got to high school and with that perfect storm of, oh, cool, I'm going to high school, and I know no one. Okay, 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 okay. Let's bring it My back. Son, Raptor, no. <laughs> We're going to bring it back. Um, so you born in Ohio, and you moved around a bunch. Um, I obviously can't remember all the different places that you moved to, but I, I really get it myself. So cryptocurrency is nuts because it it doesn't go up a hundred percent; it goes up sixteen hundred percent and down two thousand percent and up twenty five hundred percent. And the how do you put it? The risk tolerance required to play that game is so much different than stocks, unless you're doing like penny stocks and you're looking for some like huge gains. So do you think that there's any relationship between your interest in that kind of volatility and just how crazy moving was? Is there any connection there? Yeah, for sure. They can be. Um, I have a good tolerance, I guess you could say, for, for risk. And also just crypto being a completely new space as of 10 years ago. Right. Uh, I'm used to oh going into a situation where, oh, I don't know anybody. I'm going to make the most of this. And it's... Uh, it's going to work out or it's not. <laughs> so far, it's, it's worked out. But I think, yeah, there's definitely a correlation there. Yeah, it feels like there's a parallel. Okay, so Ohio, and then you bounced around a lot. So that means that the, whatever friends you made in those original cities, you lost, and then you made friends, and you lost friends, and you made friends. 
Um, did that build up emotional resiliency, do you think, for you? Yeah, probably a little bit. Um, one of the huge things in, the, in this space is, uh, and I guess with, with all investing, is they say, you know, don't get married to a certain coin. Right. With a certain project. Um, if you go back eight years, uh, just when this was all starting, there's coins that were in the top 10 of market cap that are you can't even find them or, or the project's dead. So, uh, yeah, there's a certain amount of you needing to have flexibility to move in and out of coins um, for how the project's doing and just not fall in love with something. Right. Okay. So you're doing your thing. Um, you're moving around. You're a kiddo. Um, you're, you're currently a product. What, what's your exact title with Lowe's? Uh, digital product. Digital. So can you walk us through what that means? Um, so different functionalities on the site. We have a few um, development teams uh, that will be working on different things. Um, it used to be more product-based, but now we're set. So my biggest feature was I, I ran the site analytics team. Um, so if we had something roll out, we needed to make sure it was tagged so that we could track how users interact with the website. Okay. My development team would go in there um, and you know make sure we were able to capture those analytics so that we could uh, show those those uh, that data back to the business side in, in terms of performance or whatever that might be. Um, so I just kind of prioritize what that work is and how we need it to, uh, to affect the site. Okay, so let's say um, that you invest or your investments go really well. Is there a dollar amount that you need where you are going to stop working? And then if you did, um, what would, would you be an entrepreneur or would you just retire? Like, do you have any business inclination in, for the, yeah, at any point sure. in the future? Yeah, for, there's definitely a number in my head. Um, obviously to, to reach a place of retirement, um, it, it really depends on, you know, how much you're spending at that time. So, um, there's a number, uh, and yes, after retiring, I would love to retire early. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to sit still. There would be some entrepreneurship uh, spirit happening there. Um, I've, I've been working pretty diligently to uh, eventually move to a space where I can work on a crypto project full time. Okay. Um, whether starting my own, probably not so much, but uh, whether that's consulting or uh, lending my uh, expertise on um, another project would probably be where I would go. Yeah, because it, when you sent us information, you you uh, business consultant, crypto consultant was one of the ways mm -hmm. that you framed yourself. Um, do you do any of that work? Do people pay you to talk about crypto? For sure, yeah. Um, once I, I got into it back in 2017, um, the flipping was happening, where which actually didn't happen, but that's when Ethereum was almost taking over Bitcoin's market cap. Right. Uh, for, for this market cap, so um, I, I just really dove in and started learning as much as I could. Um, and I think it was right around when Bitcoin made its first run at twenty thousand. Uh, everybody was home for Thanksgiving, and mm. you see families getting together, and people start talking about this thing. Right. And I started having friends come out of the woodwork going, hey, aren't you interested in this? What, what's going on here? Um, so it started out with like a few like fireside chats where people would just come over. Uh, I would take donations in crypto uh, and just kind of run them through the ins and outs of, of what blockchain is and Bitcoin. Um, since then, I've, I've uh, talked to a couple companies, uh, been doing some consulting on the side. Um, but yeah, it's just 
kind of a passion. And, and more, when I say consulting, it's more of a, a teaching uh, atmosphere. Than right. Do you, um, okay, so Bitcoin's at 40 Gs right now. And every time it spikes like this, people ask me, like, should I buy? I'm like, no. <laughs> so that's my that's my short answer. Is, is that your short answer? My, no, my answer is I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't want to touch that. Um, when it was back at two thousand and three thousand, four thousand, I was definitely saying buy. Uh, and a few of my friends were lucky enough to buy and right. have total, if you will. Uh, but uh, when it's at this price, I, there's no telling. It could retrace to twenty five tomorrow, and or it could go to fifty tomorrow. That's so true. It's, there's really no way once you're at this spot to, to price accurately. Yeah, you're right. I still don't think it's the right time to buy. Because it was at 20 and then it dropped to 10 and I bought at 10 and then it dropped all the way down to three. So I, yeah. I, I'm thinking in terms of like 100% and I got I to gotta totally change that mentality. It's more like, it's like 10 will drop to three. So 40 will drop to like 15 is what I'm guessing or like something like that. That's my guess. Obviously, I have no idea. I don't have a crystal ball, but it just swings so wildly and it, it does this a lot. It does. I've, I've held through from 2000 to 20 back down to uh, back down to that, that three level. That's right. Back in March. Um, how lucky were you if you bought one there? In, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not touching it for a while. Right. <laughs> uh, I think they said with every like 60% or 100% uh, increase, there's uh, bound to be a 20 to 40% retrace. Um, mm -hmm. But of course, even if, but then if you look at more like technical analysis and you're, you're looking at charts, uh, if we break this this 42 all time high, right, we'd see another run towards 50. So right, it can it can go either way. And then and then with all these institutional investors, does that that does that add leverage to a uh, less volatility and a stronger hold at a certain price level? Mm. Um, you have to take that into account. Yeah. So, have you ever gotten into mining? I've never gotten into mining. I got into. I started getting into it a little bit, um, but then I really started reading into the math <laughs> and the, the the details that go into uh, electricity output and how much that costs to how efficient you have to uh, run your mining setup to actually have a break even. Um, obviously, if you're we're mining Ethereum. At a hundred dollars and you held, you're probably doing all right right now. But right. Um, I started looking at that and I was like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on this this side of the page of that. Yeah, which is probably smart. Um, so uh, a friend of mine, um, well, three friends of mine and I uh, formed a cryptocurrency mining company, um, okay. and we had <laughs> okay. So one of the partners was a surgeon, and so I drove down with him to Arizona, and uh, we basically performed surgery on a CPU. Um, I literally felt like I was the surgical assistant. He's like, screwdriver, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and then just like handing him things as he opens up the belly of this GPU, and yeah. he proceeds to put in seven $450 GPU graphics processing units into this machine total custom job to him it's just whatever and to me I'm like this is surgery bro and he's like oh I didn't, didn't think of it that way I'm like 
it's robot <laughs> surgery, man. It's um, robot, <laughs> it's robot surgery. And so, so I did robot surgery with him and, uh, we ended up with just many tens of thousands of dollars of computer equipment. Um, mm -hmm. and the numbers were basically y'all going to be rich. Those were the numbers. Um, yeah. You're going to be multimillionaires. Enjoy. Was there, was there a certain coin you were mining? Everything, that, whatever made the most sense at the time. It would literally yeah. change based, I mean, just you named it. But all of the money goes back into electricity. And electricity, um, once you hit a certain threshold, unbeknownst to us, um, triggers in a commercial fee. And it goes oh, yeah. way up past a certain threshold. Because they go, yeah, you, this, you ain't no house you ain't no normal business, right? So you got to pay. Um, so we were getting real close to that. And we had this gigantic space, well, I mean, for the computers, at least. And then the computer just had this tiny little corner spot. It was very weird. Um, you know, you walked into this basically empty old used to be motorcycle repair shop with dust and like just whatever. And there was just our computers just sitting there on racks just running 24 seven. And the big fear for me was always, is this going to start on fire when we're not here? You know, like how good is the water system and the fire, whatever. So anyway, we did that for over a year, dude. And we did it during like the time where prices precipitously fell. So yeah. we basically were break even and we had all this liability and we did all of the taxes. Dude, crypto taxes and listeners. Oh my God. Nope. <laughs> on mining they don't even know how to do it they honestly don't know how to do it they you 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 do your best and you send it to them and that it that just is what it is it's crazy so we had to find a tax guy who was specific he had specific knowledge in crypto um and then at the end of the day we shut it down we shut down the company um and then i bought in at 10 g's and then sold at 22 um so i more than doubled my money which what am i going to complain about that um but uh yeah cryptos like this you know it just it just jumps and does the craziest stuff on the billboard uh on the 15 the other day i saw a um buy bitcoin at your local atm thing it's it's ubiquitous um it's culturally known at this point bitcoin specifically ethereum to a lesser extent even though i think ethereum's better for a number of reasons just as utility whatever but uh yeah, I mean, I, you know, with uh, what happened recently with um, the protesters, whatever you want to call them, um, going into the Capitol building and all this sort of stuff, I think the entire world is going, yeah, I don't know about the dollar being like the world currency. I'm not sure if that's our best bet. I think yeah. it's probably smart for us to have a decentralized currency. Um, and to me, it's kind of a, a forebearer to what may be occurring in the future in regards to uh, the borders that we have arbitrarily um, placed on humanity. Um, I think we start with a global currency and people get real used to that. And then we start going, you know what? Maybe these borders aren't as useful as they once were. Maybe we need to start rethinking how people can move around this planet more freely. Um, and so that's my hope is it opens up um, that kind of paradigm shift. And I think we've lost our guest. Is it an internet issue? Who knows? Oh, and he's back. Um, Brian, we lost you for a second there. Did you lose yeah, me? Yeah, sure where it went, but I think we're good. Yeah, you're back. And your connection's actually better now, so it was all for the yeah. best. 
So anyway, um, I went a little bit deep with the uh, universal peace <laughs> and borderless humanity I mean, vibe. I totally understand it, though. Um, when we hit 3,000 here in March because, the, you know, the global economies are crashing because of COVID, right. I had a buddy of mine that invested, I think, around 4,000 in 2017, and he was he started texting me, and he was like, uh, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm done. I, I went through up to 20. We're down to 3,000. Uh, I, I don't know if it's worth it anymore. And I literally had to sit him down and say, this is exactly the situation that you want to not sell in. We're going to have a stimulus package. They're going to start printing dollars left and right. Um, we have something here that is, you know, is only has 21 million total ever. This is the exact situation you want to hold through. Right. And he did. And here we are sitting at 43 and you're like, well, Everyone regrets not buying Bitcoin. This is the story over the last 10 years. Every time, everyone regrets it. If you had bought at 20, you'd double your money. You know what I mean? Like, it's just nuts. And what, do you think it's going to stop? Yeah, I mean, we're not even at a place of, I mean, we're we're still early adopter stage. Um, Institutions are starting to buy in. Mass Mutual just bought in um, a few weeks back. MicroStrategy is dumping money. You have uh, the Grayscale uh, Trust, um, which just released the other day that they're starting to get uh, a a ton of interest now for pensions and 401ks. Oh, dude, seriously. So if you get to a level of that, I mean, and then uh, I I was looking back at one of your your earlier uh, podcast on uh, and talking about DM and Facebook and once that enters the space, how, the the level of entry opens up for millions and millions of more people to start getting their hands on this. Yeah. So Go, tying um, currency to government is antiquated and prehistoric. There are a number of things that are prehistoric about. Well, I don't mean that word literally, but you understand what I'm saying about um, about our current situation. Here, here are a few, just to list a few. One. Uh, the fact that we can get into a car and die will be seen as just one of the greatest monstrosities that ever happened to humankind ever. They're like, oh, four-year-olds used to die in cars going to their, like, childcare or school. That's mm-hmm. just going to be a thing of the past completely. Um, we're going to have 100% augmented reality via Bluetooth in our... Um, this, there's going to look like glasses. So these bulky VR sets are ridiculous. They're going to be like the Zach, uh, Saved by the Bell cell phone suitcases of days of yore. Um, and we're going to have a decentralized currency. And then, as I mentioned before, we're going to have decentralized, I think, or we're going to have governments um, struggle when they, uh, when they understand that, oh, maybe our printing money nonsense doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work because nobody really cares about the dollar anymore. It's going to change things. Um, and uh, we get to live through all of that and uh, I'm very positive I think we live like kings and queens today Um, like if you went back 200 years ago and you looked at just what we're capable of doing even someone um, close to the poverty level still has access to the internet most most of the time Um, and so just we're swimming in opportunity Um, and uh, it's so easy to take it for granted and to not feel grateful and I I struggle with that every single day of my life Um, but uh Dude, oh, I'll say one more thing, and I'll have to hand it back to you. Um, have you ever heard of an electric longboard? Electric longboard. I think I have, yeah. Greatest, most wizardly thing in my life right now. 
Do you understand? Like object wise. So the longboard though, that's the longer skateboard. Yeah, so it's a long skateboard. So you're not trying to do tricks. You're not trying to like ollie up a curb. It's none of that nonsense. They got, you got big fat wheels so you can get up some, some decent whatever. There's a handle on it so you can pick it up quickly. And it basically turns you into a levitating wizard. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Casey Neistat. Who's that? He used to always cruise around uh, on his YouTube videos and with those electric longboard uh, skateboards. Dude. And now if they have solar ones, it's even better. <laughs> oh, $250, Amazon.com. You won't regret it. It's just, it's unbelievable. I might have to do that because uh, I have a, a new daughter. Uh, she just turned six months, but I'm already like trying to live vicariously through her and have ambitions that she'd be a skater girl. Oh yeah. Um, I might have to get on the longboard and learn a little bit first myself before she gets to that level. But um, yeah, I'm definitely checking that out. Me and my daughter go to Anthem Hills skate park and it is just seeing her with her little helmet on, like, like yeah. go into a bowl on her scooter. Oh is like proud papa moments you know what i mean it's just yeah. yeah i could not be more proud of that girl impossible to be more proud here's a picture for everybody oh my gosh the cuteness it knows no bounds it knows no bounds she's um seven now um but uh but anyway um we uh we are gonna go back um so ohio and then you jumped around a bunch um you're successful you have a good job at lowe's you're investing you're making smart decisions um, so let's let's pick back up where we left off. So do you want to start at like a high school? So you went to high school sure. and you kind of had to re reinvent yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, high school. Um, I, I was a big. Uh, I've always been a big sports fan, so I was always playing soccer. So that kind of always gave me that inroad to you know, make friends, jump on the soccer team. There's there's your, your new friends. Um, so we were always kind of and I'll tie this back big at my house playing basketball, playing soccer. Um, and then I really got into technology um, and gonna really gonna uh, embarrass myself here, but I, I started getting into HTML one summer and created a, a my first web page was um, me and my friends, uh, which we technically called the Ping Pong Players Club. Wow. Yeah. You know what, and, I don't know if you all knew this, but uh, Brian's a gangster. Oh yeah. At least in ping pong. <laughs> yes, a ping pong gangster, <laughs> clearly. I, I made that first, that was my first website, and we had action shots up of everybody that would come over and play doubles. I and, love ping uh, pong. I'm obsessed with ping pong. Oh, it's so much fun. One of the reasons I love Lowe's is when I first started, we had a, we had a, a room with just two ping pong tables. Dude, I need more ping pong in my life. Um, I, uh, I'm ambidextrous, so I'll switch hands. And oh, no. uh, it, okay. gives, it gives me somewhat of an advantage because what happens is when i serve i undercut it like that mm -hmm. so it creates backspin and we used to play on a glass conference room table and so all of the spin gets to the paddle on the other side and so it really affects where the ball goes and when you're ambidextrous you just switch which serving hand you do and so the spin changes and so they mm -hmm. have to like account for the fact that the spin's going to be different and that that adds a level of complexity to um, to returning the serve. And uh, well, plus, even comments people with the, the the forehand on either side. That's true. My forehand game is terrible. Um, okay. uh, but <laughs> I, I'll do like the side spin a lot, yep. right? But but the the top spin, nah, never got there. Not not <laughs> well. You know, I can hit like that, but that but that full forearm that that's something I need to work on. For sure. 
<laughs> so you're like yeah. legit ping pong forehand top spin killing it spiking it man i used to, I, I i got a point at lowe's where i was one of those guys that bought my own paddle mm-hmm. like, yeah you, you know what if you show if you put on your own ping pong shoes that's when you know <laughs> he's like did he put on ping yeah. pong shoes what's happening right now yeah brand by ping i don't know i don't know ping has moved from golfing into ping pong for mm-hmm. sure but, uh yeah, no, I got, I got to an embarrassing level where I'd come out of that room and sit down at my desk and I'd be sweating. Oh, dude. I would happily play ping pong with you. Um, absolutely love it. It's such a fun game. Um, trying to get back into tennis, and I love racquetball. Huge fan of racquetball. Um, but anyway, so you get to high school, and you do this HTML club, and so you've been technologically minded for quite a while. Uh, what do you yeah. think about people who... Um, who are feeling like technology is going to destroy their job in short order. And there's this ridiculous notion that these people are going to learn to code, right? It's like, teach a trucker how to code, this sort of nonsense. Um, do you think, uh, what, what should these people do? If you were the president, what would you do? I'm, I'm more of the angle of, I mean, this, it's, it's going to happen. Um, I can't remember the name of the documentary, but there's a great one on Netflix that talks about uh, how China took over one of the factories in the U.S. and they built up just glass for car windows. I love that documentary. Um, yeah, at the end, they're just walking through there saying, oh, that space is one of our new machines. That'll replace eight people. There will be a new machine that'll replace 10 people. So if you don't think this is going to happen, you just, you're not, you're, you're oblivious to the fact that it's going to. But I am a big fan of uh, getting to some point of universal income, I was a big Andrew Yang fan at first when he was running uh, for president. Okay, so you do think that that's an inevitability, universal basic income? I don't know how we don't eventually get there. Um, with just technology going at the rate it is, I mean, I'm, I, I don't use the tele or the uh, the checkout people at Paris Theater. Right, and I right, right. right. Uh, so I, I don't know how long some of this and it's just going to keep getting more advanced and replacing more things so right um i think we need to figure out something i think that's probably the best avenue but i mean there, there's discussion that had to be had around it i'm not i'm not so long to be there okay so we have uh we are t-minus three minutes until the end of this um made it to high school ping pong club html uh the technology journey is beginning uh, i'm not sure there's more stories too from your childhood that we could dig into um, so I want to give you a chance. I don't know if you are selling your Bitcoin consulting services. Is that something that people can pay you to help with? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I got a wallet anybody can <laughs> send to, um, a big proponent of being paid in cryptocurrency. So, yeah. uh, big shout out to Russell Okun and the Carolina Panthers for getting half his salary in Bitcoin now. Wow. Uh, that happened before the run up. So wow. he's probably pretty happy with himself, but. Um, yeah, I've uh, consulted with a bunch of companies. Um, always happy to, you know, just just teach more people about the space. Uh, one of the biggest questions I get now is just how do I get and how do I learn? Um, and there's so many places to do that now. Um, it's kind of surprising people don't know, but people don't know. So uh, happy to inform. Yeah, I uh, just got that question from my bookkeeper today. She's like, you're a cryptocurrency. Where should I go? I'm like, I use Coinbase. So how can people... Um, how can people reach you and uh, what can they expect if they work with you? Uh, good hands-on approach. Uh, like uh, I'll, I'll be, I'm, you know, make myself available multiple uh, avenues. Uh, bmiller.exe at gmail.com. Uh, 
I think that shows my your my nerd. You, you guys have nerd points. Yeah. <laughs> I got the nerd email address. The email address. It's a beautiful flow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, anybody can reach out through there. Bmiller.exe uh, at Gmail. Um, and just I'll give you a one quick fun story. I have I have my uh, my original Bitcoin right here. Oh wow! See. Look at that thing. Uh, I actually had a. Um, a financial advisor that my mother worked for back in 2017 heard about the run-up on it and uh, reached out to me and we were just emailing back and forth uh, and I was kind of teaching him about the space and about three or four emails in he asked me so when do you actually receive the physical coin <laughs> and I had to gently let him down that there was no physical coin this is all online this is it's, it's ones and zeros and um I think he I think he left it alone uh, after that. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't wasn't part of his uh, secret sauce. So. That's okay. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, um, reach out to Brian. Uh, clearly, you can learn a thing or two. I can learn a thing or two. We'd love to have him back on the show. Uh, but that is our time for today. Um, my recommendation not to purchase Bitcoin at this particular um, injunction. We'll see if I'm incredibly wrong about that as it jumps to 100,000. And I have egg on my face, despite the fact that I don't actually eat eggs. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our time for today. We want to thank Brian Miller for stopping on by uh, for this glorious stream. And we will see you next time. Thanks, Colin.